Okay, let's do this thing. Let's do this thing right now. Welcome back. Or maybe not. I don't know if you're back where you should be back from. I'm not sure. We're here. That's what I mean. You're here. And we are discussing another album today. Uh, I'm opening everything. Okay, so I have the number in front of me here. Not sure if any personal musings are granted here. I don't think so. I did I did a podcast with Ben yesterday. That was pretty cool to have been happening. Again, probably gonna do one more on Sunday. It was a pretty good good experience. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Hello. Yeah. Okay. A little bit less there. All right. So let's just jump into the into the release. Let's just jump to the to the album a hand. Okay. Villagers. Darling. Arithmetic. All right. So we have here. What year is this album? 2008, I believe. No, it's 2015. 2015 is the year of release of this record. A bit of background, a bit of the genre background to start with. I think that the project Villagers is part of a sort of renaissance no it's not really it's not really renaissance because the band starts in 2009 i think so he was part of the first wave of folk pop and indie indie folk that happened in the early 2010s like from 2009 until 2012 perhaps that was kind of the heyday of that sort of sort of sound uh, more folky ma the mainstream embraced a lot of those elements right of, of, of country folk blues sort of thing and you have in with villages here that sort of sound that you would expect from bands from brooklyn bands from from um maybe LA somewhat but LA is always more either hardcore oriented or more sunny sunny oriented or maybe emo in some in some um areas I'm not really sure but it's it's mainly from 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 the the the, the New York side of things yeah with with that cuz the Brooklyn movement you know when when uh, when they started to provide a crop of artists like every single year that was very interesting to listen to. You know they did that for many 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 years, right? Every single year, uh, like many many bands from Brooklyn would be. It, it is sort of like a promised land, you know, for indie rock and indie folk and. It, it 
took over, you know, the indie folk and and. Uh, but this this artist is from the UK actually, so none of this matter. Uh, but he does a very sort of. Um, he does sort of like a, a, something Americanized in terms of how the blues is put into it, and how the the um, the folk side of American folk side of things he doesn't he doesn't have much of of british folk in his sound so you're gonna see his influences you're gonna see that's mainly new young it's mainly uh nick drake which is british but anyway uh let me let me do what i usually do just to go to all music and see what's the what's the comparisons there comparisons and influences uh, from the band <coughs> so similar to Bright Eyes American band similar to Fleet Foxes American band <coughs> who else influenced by probably two Americans but pretty much involved a lot with American American acts in a way um, at least to the extent that you have the similar artists here. Most of them are, or a lot of them are from America. Damon Girado, which I believe is American as well. Seattle, yeah. So very, very much involved on a, on a renaissance of music in Seattle and music in New York, I believe. Um, I don't think much of an extent New York. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, probably say that but he does okay let's just leave it at that then he does have similarities with some of the new york stuff and some of the elephant six stuff as well he's much sweeter he's much uh much more heartfelt he's much more um endearing with his delivery uh than you can probably say Bon Iver, I don't know, in comparison to uh, Fleet Foxes, he's a little bit more sweet than, than Fleet Foxes is pretty sweet, but not that intellectual, you know, or, or maybe obtuse in the lyrics, I, I'm not sure. Uh, he's very simple, like straightforward, very George, George Harrison-like sort of approach to melody. An approach to to singer songwriting. I I, do li I, I truly think that uh, George Harrison is a influence with this guy because if you, if you look at the the adjectives here, innocent, something that George Harrison has to an extent. Uh, at least he's not cynical, right? So the the opposite of that will be innocent. Which I think you, you can. You can say that he is pastoral, also very much like all things must pass. It's the main example of that sort of feeling, warm, bittersweet, fun, intimate, poignant, restrained, stylish, whimsical. It's kind of the, it applies to George Harrison. All of those adjectives, it, it applies to George Harrison's songwriting and catalog as well, especially the solo stuff especially with All Things Must Pass. And that first, you know, that first 
first leg of that album, the first side, right? Because it's a double, double album. But anyway, uh, Villagers, and specifically Villagers from Darling Arithmetic, he grabs that sort of uh, mood and that sort of feeling of, of the things that I mentioned already. So let's just grab some lyrics, maybe, like from a song, and try to see how those themes get expressed, right? That's an interesting um, exercise. So let's open that. The first song, the title track, right? I, 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 I have to just stumble, stumble upon here. Bring down the veil for all to see, shake off the rain and return to me. I think that's uh, it's pretty self-explanatory, right? I believe it's a self it's a, it's a self-explanatory um, statement that you can't really explain exactly what's going on, but it's it's full of that poetic capacity, right? It's somewhat misleading as well, but in, in a in a very um, sleeky way too. So bring down the veil for all to see, shake off the rain and return to me. He uses two acts, right, and two actions, uh, both to expose something and and to get rid of something as well with shake off the rain and return to me, right? So he's sort of saying like, oh, you, you're full of... Um, you're full of veil over your eyes and you and you full of water from the rain, you know? So yeah. Something like that, right? Just uh start to see things for how they truly are and the result of that is you returning to me, right? So that's interesting that the Implication of desire and the consequence of the the, the actions that he's um, proposing has the consequence of you being closer to me. So, uh, if if ours was if ours was a dream, the phantom a sacred scheme. Then how did it end so quick, my darling? Ar arithmetic. Okay. Yeah. It's also lamenting the so the, the 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 continuation of the narrative here is that he he she didn't do what he telling for her to do right? Am I recording? Yeah. So how did it end so quick? Right? Because when you feel like you really like someone and you're really infatuated by someone. Um, nothing is enough, really. You want, you know, more of them as possible. So it is going to feel like it ended quick uh, either way because we don't have, like, a sense of time of exactly what he's talking about. We can't have a sense of, like, their relationship, if they live together, you know, that sort of thing. We, we, we don't have that information yet. So he's pretty much living in the realms of desire and in the realms of like uh, 
like a romantic hallucination of sorts, right? With the figure of the Phantom as well being there. So you have those themes kind of being played too. All right. And then on the on the next one, you boxed up your clothes, cleaning out your room, laying your bread, flew to the moon. Um, so you have here like the actual concrete terms of whatever this relationship is being described there. You, you get a glimpse of the scope of the relationship that sh she definitely lives with him and she is leaving, right, by cleaning the room. So again, describing actions to get meaning to the progression of the relationship. Right, that's pretty much what's going on here. It's a sort of a bridge, right? It's literally a bridge between the two sides of the of the of the song, the, the beginning and the end. So let's see how how far did this go? Are you hiding up here? Did they force you to disappear? Is it all just a dirty trick, my darling? Arithmetic. Um, again, I think questioning why why the absence, right? So it's a, it's a, a sort of like a process of rumination that's happening here. So it, because it, you flew to the moon, right? You you you're nowhere to be found or reached. You can't be accessed. Uh, so it is the lamentation of that access not existing, right? So, and you have the use of language, a little bit more strong language as well, like dirty trick. It's hard to tell what is exactly that he's referring to as a dirty trick. Uh, the dirty trick of her disappearing, right? The person, like wh whoever darling arithmetic is, you know, I don't know the reason for that name. Perhaps it's just poetic, poetic uh, opportunity there, because it's it's an interesting idea. It doesn't necessarily need, needs to be uh, linked to any sort of uh, real trade on someone. I don't know. It's it seems like an, an interesting enough of, the, of an image, right? Uh, and it's the name of the album as well, so that speaks to that strength too. Uh, and the merchant says, uh, and the merchants say what they always said, and the lenders say what they always said, but they only serve a soft reminder. Reminder, they were dead, my darling. Okay, so. And that gives the misdirection, right? It's yeah, it's wow, it's really really potent, like the the, the way that he that he that he constructs everything here. So I I suggest that you have the the, the lyrics of the song the song in front of you when you when you listen to this, because that's what I have now. So he starts like yeah sort of like a 66 sense, right? The movie with um, Bruce Willis, it's kind of like that feeling. <laughs> so she was dead all along, right? So the reason that she, that she flown to the moon was that she was dead. Flown 
it says lay in your, lay in your bed, which is the coffin, right? Um, yeah, and he boxed up your clothes and he cleaned out your room, right? So he's putting, he's the only one that's making the action, so. Okay. I guess I, yeah, I like I like uh, analyzing the lyrics like this. It's, it's interesting, I believe. Yeah, so it, it, it deals with, like, terms of, um, deals with the terms of grief and courage within grief, right? And the grief that we get when we separate we separate from someone, and when you know the the the, the larger sense of grief of someone dying. So yeah, it's a cool album. It's a sweet album. It's a you can think of the tallest man on earth also as being like a sort of a very similar. Uh, idea there so and you have Bill Callahan as well as a sort of uh, in the spectrum right between Bon Iver and Bill Callahan which I think are two very different things in the in the very same kind of scene and they can be seen they, they can be easily be put together on a on a lineup you know on a on a festival but the sounds are way uh, the the propositions, especially with with the way of the of the vocals being delivered, right? Uh, Bonivere has the the classic falsetto and all that, which I don't know to which extent he will remain using it. I believe he will uh, for the rest of his life. So, and you have Bill Callahan, which is very deadpan, very 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 somber sort of delivery. Uh, and in the middle here, you have villagers in terms of, in the middle between those two, you have villagers. So you have sort of villagers on, um, you know, 60% closer to Bonivere than to Bill Callahan. But yeah, it's kind of there. And then it, it, it adjusts according, you know, with the, with the actual dimension of sound that, you, that you're talking about. Uh, but it, it has a lot of uh, bluegrass influences. It has a lot of um, British and American folk, kind of like more to the American side, but some some of it of the American folk as well. Uh, some stuff from the from the nineties in terms of it might have like a more electrical and 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 disoriented disorienting sort of. Uh, song there that can speak to that idea too but a lot of banjos as well which is interesting which I like I enjoy I enjoy banjo on my folk music so and that's it that's pretty much it uh, I'm done speaking about this thank you bye